to follow. There is no doubt in this house this evening that we are ready to follow. Now, one thing about leadership is when a leader is ready to lead, it is another thing for the followers to know that they have a responsibility. Do I have a witness? So you can have a great leader, but as a follower, if you do not know your responsibility as a follower, you may miss it. So we wouldn't do any well if a leader is going through leadership trainings, if the leader is going through the rudiments of knowing how to lead, but the follower doesn't know what to do or the responsibility that lies within him or her to know what to do when a clarion call is called or when a whistle is blown or anything of a sort is being done. And so this evening, thank God, it's a Wednesday interactive service. We're going to be learning together. We're going to be sharing ideas together. And that's why I always look forward to Wednesday services because it's a moment we get to hear from everyone. And by God's grace, anyone who have not spoken before now, God will grant you grace to raise your hand and give a contribution. Amen. Do I have a witness? Say amen to that. And so this evening, we're going to start off by opening to the book of Psalms, number 85 and verse 5, as we'll be taking the subject that is well titled, Being Led, which we know, then what is my responsibility? Amen. Praise the Lord. Why don't you celebrate God for his word this evening? Amen. Being Led, my responsibility. Being Led, my responsibility. For those who have been through the NYSC or the COPPAS, um, NYC, right? You've been to NYC camp. One of the things you will learn early if you if you go to the camp very early is that early morning call that they make. Very early, as early as is it 5 a.m. or 5:30 a.m. And those military men will blow the horn or the whistle, right? They blow the whistle. So what are you expected to do when you hear the whistle? What are you expected to do? To do what? to jump up and to get out. Is there a punishment if they find you in your room? Is there a punishment if they find you in your room? So those guys keep going. The first and foremost, blow the first whistle. The first whistle is like warm-up whistle. If you don't hear it, you're on your own. And then they blow the second time. People start going out and then God help you. You know, they change guards. And God help you, there's this guard that is ready to punish someone. He comes after those who are still in the room that cannot or will not wake up from their bed. And so, because the people following do not know they have a responsibility. So that responsibility is what we are going to look at this evening. What is the responsibility that we have? If we have to follow the leader, if we have to follow the shepherd in this period that God is saying, he will lead us to wherever you want to go. So when God is talking about his leading, he's not telling you about leading you somewhere you do not know. We all have where God wants to take us to. To some people, we need leading concerning our finances. To some other person, finance is not a problem. To some other person, he needs God to lead him to a place where it's called good health. Do I have a witness this evening? So we may have different ways or different things that we want God to lead us to. So when we talk about God leading us, we're talking about him leading us to a good place and a wealthy place by the reason of what you are believing him for. It may be that you're believing him for, for, for a spouse, for a marriage, or a good marriage, or a, a good children to be raised. Whatever it is, the word of the Lord this season is, if you follow me, 
I will take you to that desired place. Amen. I say, if you follow him, the Lord will take us to that desired place. Amen. And so, we need to know what then is our responsibility. Does it mean that when God is leading us, he will not lead us to a point where we meet the Red Sea? Did he promise that? Did he promise us to take us through an effortless journey? Is that what God promised? No, he did not promise that. So if we do not know that, we will not know that there are some responsibilities that have been laid on us to know what to do per time. What if God leads you the way he led Jesus Christ to a place called the cross, whatever cross you are carrying, and then you get to that point where you are alone and yet he led you to a point and you are crying out to him and asking him, Father, Father, have thou forsaken me at this point? And then the only voice you hear at that point is absolutely silence. Does it mean God is not in that situation? So how do we know all this? Then it means that we have some responsibilities, some things you need to know. You need to know what, how the beacon of God leading us sounds like. So that when we get to some point, we know what to do, our responsibilities, and the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. And so we're going to look at some few things this evening. We're going to look at how to trust in God, how to know your responsibility of trust, how to know our responsibility of yielding to him, how to know our responsibility of depending on him, how to know our responsibility of maintaining a good proximity with him. And as the Lord leads us, we're going to see how far we can go in the name of Jesus. And so as I was preparing this, I had some lineup of things we're going to talk about, but I'm going to allow us to speak. And as I was wrapping up, preparing for this message and so the Lord laid in my heart that sometimes when we read the stories in scriptures and we are trying to take examples from what they do and so we can read up the story of Moses and say what did Moses do when he got to the Red Sea he stood still and waited for the salvation of the Lord is that correct and so we can bring up these messages but what if God is writing another chapter for another generations through our lives and so God took me back to an event that happened on Monday that said, you are looking for stories in scriptures, but I'm busy writing script stories of our very day lives, which we can use as examples to encourage one another. Praise the Lord. So from Monday morning, what I did was, before I leave home, I prophesied to my life. I prophesied to my day, maybe when I'm driving or at any point in my life. That's what I do. And this week, before I leave home, while I'm driving on the road, I prophesy. And there are three things I say. Even if I don't pray, I go without strong conviction. I said to myself, I have been anointed to hear and I will hear every opportunity today. I've been anointed to see. If there are things I never saw before now. I'll be anointed to see them. And my heart has been renewed to understand what God has to do. And so, whilst I was preparing this, one of the things that never crossed my mind was standing still as one of the responsibilities we have when we're following God. It's so important because when you are expectant of something, you are so most times so beclouded by finding the solution and not knowing that in the place of being still, the Lord can speak to you or to anyone that can bring solution to what you are looking for. Praise the Lord. And so it did happen that on Monday, we've been working on a project. It's past one year. The project have never been completed. And it's a major project because we're having 
loggerheads from one department to the other. So it's very hard to come to a meeting point to an agreement on what to do. And there's a particular thing we needed to do for three months. We've been going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth on it. In fact, we're so tired of the project, but we have to deliver. And so we're having a meeting on Monday. About started the meeting about 5.30 p.m. And I knew the meeting was going to go like every other meeting. It's not going to last like three hours. We're going to go to site. We're going to come back for a meeting. And we're going to close late. And at the end of the day, we'll arrive at nothing. Amen. And so the meeting started off exactly the way I predicted it because everybody doesn't agree on anything. And it got to a point when we were on site and everybody were talking, we were arguing, we were talking and arguing. And all, the, all at some point, I remembered moving away from where everybody was. And the only thing I was asking for was quietness. I was just seeking that quietness to hear what God had to say within that period. And so we may be in situations where we are so busy trying to get solutions, but God is trying to single us out a little bit to speak or to whisper something to us. And the further I went, trust me, I wasn't hearing anything. Amen. So you know that kind of feeling when it seems the Holy Spirit is trying to call you to whisper something to you, and you are so opening your ears, and you are hearing what? Absolutely nothing. Remember, was it Elijah or Elisha when he was trying to hear God's voice and he heard a thunder and he said, yes, that must be the voice of the Lord. But what did the scripture say? It says, but God was not in the world in the thundering. And so he waited and waited and he heard the rocking of the, the mountains. But the Bible says, but God was not the world in the mountains. But I kept praying. I kept saying to God, this has lingered for so long. Help us to find a solution to this. But throughout the meeting, there was no solution. At some point where we, are, we were about ending up, the least of us in the room, the youngest of us in the room, the smallest of us in the room came up with the solution we had been waiting for. And immediately, God took me back to the story of Naaman. When we are trying to get the solution by ourselves, when we are trying to hear God all by ourselves, or trying to see what God has to do all by ourselves. But God is saying, I can speak through anybody in any situation concerning you. I can speak through your wife in any situation concerning you. All you need to do is to give me space and time to speak. And so we're going to go to the first thing we need to do as responsibilities to being able to follow or to hear God well. The very first thing we have tonight is being able to stand still sometimes in the quietness of ourselves that we may hear him. And in the quietness of ourselves, it is not entirely true that God must speak through you alone. Amen. The solutions, amen. Give God praise in the house this morning, this evening rather. So the solutions you want, let's drop the man thing in the house that I am the head of this house. So if God is speaking concerning this house, if he's not speaking through me, he has not spoken. He may be speaking through the small child that you gave birth to. He may be speaking through your wife. He may be speaking through anybody. He may be speaking through the gate man. He may be speaking through anybody concerning the situation that you want. But first and foremost, we must get to that point where we're able to stand still and separate ourselves so that we may hear him a little clearer from the noise that we are going through. Praise the name of the Lord. 
I said, praise the name of the Lord. And so if we open our scripture to 2 Kings chapter 5, I think from verse 3, and you will remember the story of Naaman. And it was the servants that gave the solution to what, the, to, to, to what Naaman was looking for. The Bible says, and then she went to the mistress and says, if only my master will hear me and go to the prophet. So tonight God is saying, who is the least in the house that you are not listening to? I'm leading you somewhere, but who is the least in the office that you are not listening to? I know you are the CEO, but I may be using the people you have employed to speak to you. We've seen CEOs that make decisions, employ people and still think for them. Have you seen such people? You, em you employ them to work for you, yet you are still thinking for them and you are basically doing all the work. But God is saying, sometimes let go. Just do what? Let go. When we let go and we'll hear the Lord in the name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to pass the mic very soon. And the second thing we have, we're going to talk about trust. We're going to talk about yielding to God. And we're going to talk about having a total dependency of God, on God. Let's look at the second one, yielding to what God is saying. Luke chapter 22, verse 42. When we're done with this, we're going to pass the mic very around very quickly. Luke chapter 22, verse 42. What does the scripture say? Now, this was when Jesus was speaking. On the cross, he said, Father, if it is thy will, you should do what? Take this cup, what? Away from him. Now, let's start with this. Who led him to the cross in the first place? Who led him to the cross in the first place? In this period of leading, will it be nice to if God leads us to the cross? Some, some cross somewhere where we have to carry once we finish carrying the cross, then we'll see the glory. No one wants to go through the cross, but we're already going through enough cross. Let's, let's remind ourselves that, amen? I don't know what cross you are crying, you are carrying, but I'm sure God is hearing us. We're taking enough cross, praise the Lord, amen? But if it is his will, who are we to say no, amen? But this was Jesus on that cross, and he was crying, and he was yelling, he was practically begging the Father, and remember, in following God, we must come to the point where there is a yielding. The yielding is not to what you actually want, but to the will of him who first sent us. And so Jesus said, if it is possible, was it not possible? Didn't he know it was possible? He said, if it is possible, you should do what? If it's possible, do what? Take this cup away from me. But he said what? Nevertheless, as who will, not by my will, but what? Let your will be what? Be done. So what was he doing practically? He was just practically yielding. If God have led us this far and is telling us we should go ahead, sometimes, most times really, it may not be, we, we try to superimpose our will to what, God, to what God's will should actually be. But God is saying tonight that sometimes you get to that point where it is not just about your will. I know where you want to be, but there's something called timing. And in that timing is a space. And he's not held down by time. The Bible says, for God has no limitation of time. He is time himself. is the beginning and is the end. And if you ever listen to one of the messages preached one time, that talk about the power of God to suspend time. The timing of us is not the same. So when God said in, during the time of Elijah that the, the, the sun will stand and not move. If the sun stood still beyond its timing, what then was happening to the 
other parts of the world. Do you think the other parts of the world weren't experiencing day and night? God had the power to suspend time, yet keep time running in somebody else's life. Amen. And so when everything looks still in our lives, doesn't mean it's actually still. It is God just suspending time, but taking nothing away from what he wants to do. So just imagine it, if God has the power to suspend time, he has the power to also make everything according to the timing because he's not held by time. So that is why it's very good, it's very important in everything that we yield to his timing. And the Lord will grant us grace in the name of Jesus. Now as we pass the mic around, if you have any contribution before we go into the other point, what you think our, our responsibility as we follow him in this period in which he's yielding. Let's hear one or two people. And if you have a testimony in that regard, you can also share that. Your responsibility, our responsibility as we follow God, as we are led by God in every areas of our lives. Amen. Do we have any contribution? So we've talked about being still, we're also talking about yielding to what God had to say. We are going to go into trusting what God is doing, but before then, let's have any other contribution if you have anybody in the house. Amen. All right, let's have Minister Okewo open the floor. Let's celebrate him at least for volunteering. Amen. So we're talking about our responsibility. So if we are being led, your own responsibility as a Christian. Amen. Good evening, church. Uh, you mentioned trust. I don't know the dimension through which you are going to take us on that. Your dimension. <laughs> but uh, I know that uh, trust is critical to uh, surrendering yourself to the lead leading of another person. So uh, if uh, we accept that this is the year that the Lord is going to lead us, then trusting him is very critical. And uh, trusting him, the emphasis on trusting him means that uh, even when things are not going the way you expect it to go, it is a trust. If you have trust that it is God that is leading you in needs, that, that will help you to see, uh, to endure, and to see what God uh, is going to do. So if we take this example of the cross, right, the cross though may look like uh, a place where you are, you, are, you are going to meet uh, your death or like the worst death that, that can that could have happened to Jesus, but after the cross, there was a glory that's, that later revealed itself and the glory that is revealed to us too now. So trust is very critical. I was going to mention that because I know that in this year now, uh, that, that a particular aspect of life that I'm praying for and I, I, I'm seeing what looks like the opposite of what I'm praying for, but yet uh, I trust that uh, God is leading me and I'm only waiting to see the glory that is behind that. Praise the Lord. Let's celebrate him for that. Now, I'm going to ask a question in that regard. In Hebrews chapter 12, I think, verse 2. So, he, one of the examples he brought was the story, the, the example of Jesus, right? So, what did Jesus do? He endured the word, the cross. If you look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, it's up on the screen. He was saying, let's take Jesus as the example, so if you are taking Jesus as an example, he says, let's look at Jesus, the author and the finisher of our what? Of our faith. I'm throwing back the question. He says, if you have faith that you trust God, who for the joy that was what? Set before him, did what? 
endured the cross. Now, do we have one or two crosses we are carrying in our lives? Do we have it, right? And so he said Jesus was able to endure the cross because he was able to what? Who for the what? Joy that was set before him was able to endure the cross. Not only did he endure the cross, he despised in the shame and now he's seated at the right hand side of God. So if you look carefully, he says he was able to see the joy that was set before him. Now you're talking about trust. How are you enduring yours? Have you seen the joy that is set before you? If you can see the joy that is set before you, then it's easy to endure. So how then do I see the joy that is set before me in the cross that I'm carrying? Can you answer my question or can anybody else answer that question? Amen. Please, the question is not specifically for him. So, whilst we are going through what we are going through, how do you know that there is a solution ahead of you? How do you know that there is an end ahead of you? How do you know that the prayer will be answered? So, that, that is what gives you the, the, the grace to endure. But what if, what, when we, what if we don't see it? Or what happens when we can't really see it? Is it possible and how do we go through that? All right, so... Um in clear terms, uh, I've not seen any physical joy. And uh, very smartly, uh, you, you, have, you threw that question to us because I wanted to know what joy did Jesus uh, <laughs> saw, you know. Uh, but uh, I have not seen, but the joy that I, I, I have is the faith I have in the one that is leading, right? And the faith that I have in him, uh, which is also founded in the word of God that he thought he has, is a thought of good and not of evil. And if we go back to the, the, the theme uh, Bible verse of this year, which is the Lord is my shepherd, right? Uh, and you just trust him that a shepherd is always someone that seeks for the good of, of his sheep. And I mean, that's the joy, really. Praise the Lord. Does anybody have any contribution to that? Amen. So let's have a contribution. Let's, we'll f okay, let's hear him, please. Good evening. In addition to what Roger said, I don't add. Start your own from beginning. Amen. My father will always say, don't add to what well, somebody what, else is saying. We are talking of trust. I believe if you have trust, but our faith is not in it. There is no way the trust will carry us to where we are going. But with faith, we can attain to where we are going. And I believe what our mind cannot contain can never be delivered to, delivered to us. And what our faith believing will definitely come to pass. And in addition to what he said, it's what your heart carries that will definitely come to your doorstep. Praise the Lord. Please let's celebrate him. Let's celebrate him. Basically, he's saying that the Lord will not deliver to you that way which he will not lead you to. So if you have faith concerning something, it means that the Lord has delivered that thing to you. Back then, they always say, if you believe it so well, it means that the Lord is trusting it in your heart to believe it. And that really concurs to that. Let's celebrate him for that his contribution. Amen. Any other contribution in that regard? Remember, I really like where um, Minister Okewo was coming from. Sometimes, the joy that is set before you, it's something you really have to find within you. And that's what the scripture also calls the joy of the Holy Spirit. There is something the Holy Spirit does. It revitalizes what you have believed in. He may come by reminding you of the word. He may come by making you stumble on something that encourages you concerning what you have almost left off. It is the Holy Spirit sometimes, most times rather, that directs you to 
what you need to have. It may not have been, you may not have it yet, but you just have this peace within your heart that surpasses all understanding that it's going to come. So when that comes over and over, it is God reminding you and showing you afar off that which you are believing him for. So it now places a responsibility on us as followers to keep trusting him even when we just seem to be right in front of the Red Sea. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's celebrate them one more time for their contribution. Amen. Praise the Lord. I say let's celebrate them now for their contribution. Amen. Alright, let's have our mommy. She wants to contribute. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm just going to give us some personal experience I have most of the times dealing with all the widows and people and trying to see what what I can do, what can be done to really meet them at the point of their needs. And sometimes when I'm praying, the Lord will just say, do this. It's a little thing. You might say, give this out. And you will see what I will do. I, I just believe. And I will go and do what I'm asked to do. And I just trust God. I just believe. I will come out and say, let everybody begin to celebrate. In my heart, I will be rejoicing. I will say, God is going to do something. God has spoken and he must do it. So in the main way, I have not seen. I don't know. I don't know what is going to happen. But I trust God so much. I believe in what he said. I will, spoke it, I will speak it out. I will tell them, believe God. God is going to come big for you this year. So they will just be looking at me. I said, I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's, he's a God that cannot lie. He's just giving me an instruction, and I have obeyed that instruction. In the process, it may take one month. It may be something that is going to happen in December. I will tell me in October. Then I will just be saying, God, I know you've said it. I believe you've said it. So one day like that, I will just receive a phone call from nowhere. And that exactly what he said he will do. That's what I will receive. Mommy, we are going to bring so, so, so. We want to give one, one bag of fries to every widow. I said, what? You think you can do it? Do you know how many there are? Mommy, we just want to know their number. So, so many things like that. So, just like Okoe said and everybody, it is truly believing in what God says to you. Don't doubt it. Don't worry about it. Accept it, believe it, rejoice in it. Let it be the joy you have every day. You are going with it and believing God, praising God, thanking God that is done. And eventually God will bring it to pass. Praise the Lord. Please let's celebrate mommy for her contribution. Well, one thing she has just said really, it's, it's um, in the place of trust. Trust is really not easy. Do we agree with that? When trust is not easy. How do you overcome the fears that you hear within your ears? Is just about what she have just said. Is confessing what you are yet to see, because reality comes. One of the days I always look forward to is Monday mornings, because after you hear services on Sundays, the reality or how to use it will always come at you, especially on Monday mornings. So God says you will do it, and, and so on the Monday morning He will remind you of all the things you have. You set new goals for yourself and it reminds you of the old goals of last week that you are yet to meet. And so what do you now say concerning every situation that comes your way? And that brings us to bringing or speaking God's word to life in every situation that we find ourselves. And it also reminded me of one of the greatest take-home I had on Sunday in our cell fellowship, which is 
understanding that for every confession you make, it is not about your sufficiency or your ability. So if I'm making confession, I'm not making those confessions based on what I have. I'm not saying I'm going to bring 10 million next week because I have 15 million in my bank account. I'm making those confessions based on heavenly resources. So if heaven's resources is saying, say it, then I have the power and the will to say it because the enemy will always remind you that you don't have it. So the only way to remind yourself that you can do it is to keep speaking it even in the face of impossibility. So you are not speaking what you have, you are speaking from what heaven really has. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We had two hands. Lady, was your hand up? Okay, we'll take Lady and then we'll come back to you, sir. Amen. Who said what you have to say? Don't say I say what you have to say. Don't, don't add to what I, I said. You know, when we were growing up, the very first time we heard the word, I concur. We got to know that I concur means I agree. So when we are having small meetings, anybody, do you have somebody to say something? We just raise up our hand and say, I concur. Praise the Lord. Until my father warned us, if you ever go to a meeting where men are speaking and, and things are being done, never concur to somebody else's word. Never also sit down and end that meeting without speaking. Let your voice be always heard wherever you go. Amen. And I want to thank Pastor Yomi. He said it in a minister's meeting as well. Just say something. You may not just know who is listening to you. That little thing you say may just be something somebody picks. It may just be your sweet voice that a person may pick after church. Amen. Praise the Lord. Just on a lighter note. Hallelujah. Alright, without concurring, let's hear you then. Has anybody not made any contribution here? You've been in, not made, no, not those who are raising their hands. You've been in church, you've not made any contribution. You just want to say something. Do we have such a person? Just wave your hand. Do we have such a person? Amen. All right, Sister Lady. Okay, praise God. I was going to say that, um, uh, so when the shepherd is leading us, we have a responsibility to speak whatever he has said to us till it, till it becomes tangible. I always say that there is not there is no such thing as a silent faith. If God says something to you, you have a responsibility to speak it out till you see it. And so um, I was going to say a message last week and I was saying that um, the reasons why some of us blame God and say that God is not faithful is because, okay, so you had a dream and that dream, like Joseph, you saw that your, your brothers bowed down and you're a great person and then you woke up excited, ha, ah, had this dream. And then that thing just remains in your heart. It's just a dream. And then 10 years passes, 20 years, and just wondering, ah, this thing is not happening. Because you have actually not spoken it out. Like, you have to speak it out. If shepherd is leading, if he plays something in your heart, you have responsibility to speak it out. Because they say that God's word, when God speaks to us, is like vapor. And so the more you confess, it becomes water, then it becomes solid, and then you see it. So you cannot keep your mouth shut. So I was trying to ask Sakemi that there was one, there's one Yoruba that says that when Yoruba, I don't know if, uh, let me just paraphrase. When Yoruba man gets a new charm and he's very confident of that charm, you'll be looking for how he wants to use the charm. You'll be looking for it. So if God gives you a word, let it be so hot in your heart that you will speak it out. You'll be excited about it. You'll talk about it. You'll keep talking about it until you see it. And so, um, yeah. Praise God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, I think we should celebrate her one more time, really. 
the reason why I said that is I, I, I do it a lot personally, especially after every Sunday message. I try to prophesy those words, especially the ones that strike you most. There is a power in spoken words. There is a power in confession. And really, that is what the Bible says. You should meditate on it. Those meditations are your own confession of those words. You will get to a point where those words will come out by themselves at some point. The first time you start it is you being consciously speaking them out. But the more you speak them out, especially when you see them walking, those words will begin to come out by themselves. That's why, well, that's what Jesus was saying when he says, out of you shall flow rivers of living water. The rivers of the living water Jesus was speaking about was the Holy Spirit in itself. So the more you engage him, he's going to come out all by itself without you even saying it. But it first starts by you having a daily conscious confession of what you want to say. Don't leave the doorsteps of your house without speaking a word. Don't start anything without prophesying to what you want to say. It does look like simple prayers that doesn't make sense, but there is power in every potent word that the Lord has spoken. And as you continue, the Lord will wrought wonders in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Alright, let's have Minister Bram Mitchell for his contribution. Let's just celebrate him before he says anything. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, I think one of the ways to find joy, even when it seems God is not working over a particular situation, is to, for me, is to recount the past victories that the Lord has given to you or you've won with God. If it is in terms of provision, bring to remembrance what, how God has provided for you. If it's in terms of battles of life, how God has led you and you are able to overcome certain situations in, the li in your life before now, that if he's he has been able to lead you through all that, the same God will make a way in the particular one that you're facing. His word said he will never leave us nor forsake us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's celebrate him for that. Now, while he was speaking, two things crossed my mind, okay? The very first was a little positive. The second one was a question. So, while he was speaking, I remembered when I was believing God for something. And I was so bothered and burdened in my heart that I had to share it with a Christian sister. And one of the things she said to me that gave me peace was pretty simple. He said, this same thing you are looking for, you got it before now. He said, when you had it before now, did you see yourself getting it or God answered you just from, you know, whilst you least expected it? And so I said, yes, I prayed about it and God came through. He said, if God came through and you are here and you are now having a little bit doubt, you are doubting how he will do the next one, then you are not really sure that he did the first one. So if you are really sure he did the first one, only for you to wait in its time, he's going to do the next one. And those words really, really comforted me. And so that really portrays what he says. Sometimes we just need to sit back. If we, The more we count God's unfaithfulness or how slow God is or how unjust God is or how, uh, on, you know, on the 
understanding God is. If we take time to write it down, just take time to write how unfair God is to our lives. It's good to write it. But when you are done, also take that same time, a number of time to write how faithful and how good he is, how worthy he is, the things you've got that you didn't deserve. Keep writing it and put both of them side by side. And it wouldn't take you time really to tear up the very first thing you've written because you will know of a truth if it had not been God on our side. All those things we have, the things, the next breath we have as could have only be God. Let's celebrate Brother Mitchell for that because that in itself is a real good testimony. And so if we go through that, we'll now really take ourselves back to the lives of the Israelites. And I really like how God defined how he led them. Most times when God will remind them, he will remind them and say, for I was the Lord that led you by the hands from Egypt to the promised land. So he was talking about himself being the shepherd. He said, you did not, I did not walk through the wilderness. I held you by the hands from Egypt to wilderness. And in through those journeys, we can very much remember that every point in time, they will always do what? Complain. So they will get to the point they don't have enough to eat. What would they do? They will complain. They will get to another point. They always easily forget what the Lord had done. And that will not be our testimony in the name of Jesus. We'll always remember what God had done. And that will strengthen us for the next miracle in the name of Jesus. Is that all the amen you have? Any other contribution before we go to the next points? Any other contribution? The responsibilities that we have as God is leading us. Let's have Sister Lydie again. Let's celebrate her one more time. The responsibilities that is laid upon us as we continue to follow God in all that he's doing. Praise God. Um, we had office fellowship with pastor yesterday and he was talking about tuning out other voices. And was saying that um, when, when the Lord leads you, um, it's not just like God speaks to you. It's not like it's only God's voice you'll be hearing. There will be other voices. The Bible talks about many voices in the world. And was, he will give, a, give an example of being in a car and using your stereo. And then you know that is FMA you want to listen to, but FMB, but FMP, FMB is playing as well. That you have the responsibility to tune out other voices. You know how you can be in, you can be in a place and people are talking around you, but you're not hearing anything. So when God is leading you, especially when you went to the face of impossible situations, you must learn just your responsibility. Though this is not going to do that for you, you must learn to tune out all those contrary voices. Nobody's going to do it for you. You have to decide by yourself that this is what God has told me. This is where he has, this is the path he has that you follow. And I'm going to follow that path no matter what it looks like. You have the responsibility by yourself to say that I'm not going to listen to all these contrary, these contrary voices. I'm going to tune, so you have the responsibility to tune out all those voices and just concentrate on what God has told you to do. Amen. Praise, Praise the Lord. Please let's celebrate her one more time. Okay, that really in itself takes us back to one of the points we have. Now, if I'm leading someone and I'm standing here, let's say I want to tell Minister Okewo what to do or lead him somewhere, and there are noises behind, and he's seated where he is, and there are noises behind him, what is the expected thing he's supposed to do if he can't hear me well enough? What's the expected thing to do? What's the expected thing to do? So he wants to hear me, is that correct? But there are noises behind him, right? So he, he chooses, he can tell me from far, I'm not hearing you, right? 
and you expect me to shout a little more. And what if I can't shout a little more? Or what if I can't increase my voice? What if I choose not to increase my voice? Does he have any responsibility on his own part? Does he have any responsibility on his own part? So if he's complaining that he's not hearing me, is it that I'm not saying anything or is it that he's not doing something right? So that takes us to the next point we have here, maintaining a good proximity that you can hear God. Because, amen. Because you, we can claim all we can that we are not hearing God. And I've come to understand over time that if it gets to a point that you are not hearing God when you expect him to. You know, this kind of thing where you expect your husband or your spouse to call you. One hour, half day is gone, he's not calling me. What will, what will you naturally do? Is that you try to do what? To reach him. So if he's not speaking to you at any point, this is what I've noticed. It's not that he has not stopped talking. The Holy Spirit can't stop speaking. Is it that he's speaking through his silence or we have gone a little further away to hear him? Amen. Because the Holy Spirit has frequencies. It's just the way it works. If you are not hearing him, you are reading the Bible, you are not hearing him. There's something that is making you not hear him. It's not that he's not hearing you. It is strange that you are driving and you tune to 92.3 and you are hearing something else. It is strange. Is it that your antenna is having issues or you are somewhere in a frequency where there are other radio waves interfering in what you are supposed to be streaming, but that they are not transmitting is not true. So if we do not maintain a close proximity, which lies on us? If the shepherd is leading and you stray away, will you be able to know the next step he is taking? You absolutely can't. And so that reminds us that we must keep a word, a close proximity, maybe by reading God's word, maybe by fellowshipping more, maybe by being in the place where brethren are. But you need to do something. Take a closer step to God and he will come all the way to you. Praise the name of the Lord. Why don't you celebrate God for his word? Amen. We take two more contributions just before we close. If we have any other contribution, two more contributions. If you have anything to contribute, your own, our own responsibility in hearing God, our own responsibility in hearing God. Do we have a hand there? Amen. Those are VIP sessions. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, um, when you contribution... are done, give the mic to the next VIP. Amen. Yes, my contribution to this is when you are, I, I believe in my own life, when I go through a lot, I just believe that that is my wilderness. And your wilderness is not where you should just sit and be crying. It's just an avenue for you to prepare for where God is taking you to. In 2018, I guess I was going through a lot, and at that point, I was backsliding, and a lot of things like was really happening to me. But at some point in this same type of service, I got the revelation from God that I will change everything. And over time, I was still expecting that I was holding on to that, like what she said, I was holding on to it, and I was not doing anything about it. I, when I was still in the same position. But I now realize that where you are, where your wilderness is, is that is the place you should actually prepare. You should actually get a lot of things. You should actually seek God more. You should actually like be, be in, 
depth to his word and everything. And when the results start coming out, you just, before you ask God, he's already doing it. Before you ask God, he's already doing it. And you should, there is something about faith. So many people, you just pray, you don't have faith. And you just, you, you believe and you still don't have faith. But the moment you get that faith, like 100%, that you can just wake up one morning and tell God, like, Lord God, I need this, I need this. I have a testimony. On Sunday in church, my, um, my pastor said something. She said, um, she said, this week, God is going to open closed doors for us. And I said, Amen. Fine, I don't have any, I didn't, in my head, I didn't have any closed doors. I, nothing, I was not thinking about God, this door is closed, I need this contract. But just today, between yesterday and today, God has opened the doors that I was like, really, God, is this how you work? Amen. So all those faiths that you don't, you don't see it coming, you don't even have any idea of how it's going to happen, but you just believe that, okay, I need this, or God, you will do this for me, and once and for all, it's done. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's celebrate him for his contribution. And he has opened another section that we need to see that whatever we're going through in a place of being led, that there's something called the wilderness experience. It makes absolutely no sense in a place of waiting that we do not pick anything out as an experience for the next level. Amen. So whatever or wherever we are, still believing in God, as he keeps leading us, there will be an experience that we have as we go. And the Lord will show us that in which he's equipping us for, for the better things to come in the name of Jesus. I say in the name of Jesus. All right, I'll take one more if there is. Now there are two hands. I'll take one more if there is. Okay, let's take the two hands at the same time since we're taking one. Amen. All right, let's take this, Minister Maria. Um, many years ago when we could not um, pay my big son's school fees and I was there crying I knew that we had to change schools whilst I was in the office some people had dropped um, <clears throat> handbills so the Holy Spirit said look at that handbill that is the school you should take your son to I looked at the handbill I said well compared to the former school this looks very nice beautiful and affordable, you know. Then I went to the school and I was shell-shocked. It was so ugly. It was so terrible. I couldn't believe the building, the road to the school. And I said, no, I, I can't bring, I mean, yes, I can't pay that one, but this is too bad. How could God lead me to this kind of school? I, I became I was about to turn back. Somebody just said, you know what, just go in. And I went in. Inside was even worse. I was like, what is this? But the Holy Spirit led you to this But school. the Holy Spirit Amen. led me. And I felt they were being deceptive because on the flyer, everything was photoshopped. The lab, the, the lab room, the classroom, everything looked so, you know, nice. They were fitting it. So, so... The next day, I met the principal. He said, okay, bring your son. I mean, and I said, well, instead of having high blood pressure every day because of this school fees, let, I mean, this, let's, let's let him go to this school. And he went to that school. 
and became strong. And that is the school that sent him to the stadium to represent the school. And today, he's on scholarship in the U.S. If he didn't go to that school, if he didn't go through that wilderness, because that was where my son learned how to trek, learned how to enter bus, his former schoolmates will see him on the road, they will hail him, Black Isaac, you get blacker in the sun, you know? But what I'm trying to say is that it didn't look beautiful. It didn't look presentable. But that was where the destiny was going to take off. Hallelujah. Amen. But that wasn't an easy road to take. Let's be serious. That wasn't an easy road to take. So we can see how God really works. And that's why it's always very good that you can hear God first. When you hear him, things may not look it. But if the Holy Spirit is leading, trust me, God's ways are never our ways. If you've not gone through this kind of experience, you won't be able to testify and truly say that God's ways is not the way of man. So when God says it and you believe it, it's just a matter of time you look back and truly know that his ways are always the very best paths to follow. Let's celebrate God one more time for that testimony. As we take our final contribution for today, being led our own responsibility, the wilderness experience, trusting in God, yielding on him. Let's listen to Brother Mitchell. I, I sat here and I've listened to several uh, contributions that everyone has made, including mine. But at the core of all the points we've raised, I think there's something we, we should not miss out, which is obedience to the voice of God, obedience to his leading. Because if God is to speak to us concerning the next level, it is a function of how much we have obeyed the instruction he had already given us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Please let's celebrate him. Amen. Did I see your hands up? Sister Sheila wants to talk. Amen. All right, let's celebrate Sister Sheila as she adds one or two things. I think one of our responsibilities is maintaining a heart of gratitude. Because mm. um, most often at, at times, um, if you learn to give thanks to God from the bottom of your heart, you actually forget about those things that he hasn't done that leads your mind to think, will God ever do this? Would God ever do that? Because thanking him always sets your mind to how great he is, the things he's done before those that he's capable of doing and then at that point you realize that even those things that he didn't do at that particular moment they didn't matter so maintaining a heart of gratitude thank you amen praise the lord so maintaining a heart of gratitude we end up with that this morning this evening so it's important to know that as much as we can hear him and we can follow him it's important to know this evening we've just established that that doesn't rule away the fact that we're going to get to those crossroads that really doesn't seem good. Those experiences in the wilderness where you look lost, where God has led you all the way down. And those cross experiences where God led Jesus Christ and at some point he felt abandoned. We can't rule out the fact that we'll get to those crosses or those points where we just see the Jordan experience where we don't know where to go next and where to, we can't go forward, we can't go backwards. But this evening we've learned that in all that we do, we must be able to trust him. 
In all that we do, we must be able to yield to whatever he says, to especially his will. In all that we do, we must put our sufficiency in him. Just as the scripture says that, not that we think of ourselves being sufficient, but our sufficiency is in what? In him. And as we continue to go on with this, we must understand that we also must continue in the hearts of gratitude, just like Sister Shella said. And as we go on, it's always good to count our blessings. The blessings that he has done. The blessings of what he has done before and not the things he's yet to do. Whether in any state we are, it's always very important. As we establish the heart of thanksgiving, we will continue to see our own responsibility. And I also like the part which that brother raised that brought us to the fact that we must understand that we have the responsibility of maintaining a close proximity so that we can hear him per time. So if we're not hearing him so well, so clearly, so often the way we used to, we just must understand that maybe we are abandoning the fellowship of brethren. And just like that brother said as well, it is real sometimes when you feel abandoned by God that you stray a little away from him. And you stray, we stray a little thinking we can find the solution elsewhere. But he's a good God. Trust me, he always brings us back to the fold. And after we must have yielded away, he always brings us back to a fold. And the Lord will grant us grace to walk accordingly in the name of Jesus. Have you learned anything this evening? Why don't you celebrate God for his word? Our responsibility as we continue to yield to his leading. And our prayer is that the Lord will yield us, lead us rather, to anywhere our heart desires in the name of Jesus. Why don't you rise to your feet and just thank the Lord for his word and begin to pray concerning anything you are believing him for. Wherever God is leading you, just say a word of prayer in just one minute and ask the Lord to grant you strength, to grant you grace and grant you the ability to walk and to do your own responsibility. Tonight we've learned all this, but God had to give us that grace to do that in which he has laid in us to do. It may just be asking him or praying a little more or studying his word a little more or trying to listen to someone a little bit more. Grant him, grant us grace to listen and to trust in you in everything that we do just say those words of prayer and ask the lord to lay on you that ability and the grace to trust and to yield to his promise and to his word thank you holy spirit for answering us and always hearing our prayer for in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen why don't you celebrate god one more time for his word the name of the lord be praised as we go on, the Lord will grant us grace in Jesus' name. It's been a wonderful time. At this point, we're going to be taking tithe and first fruit. Whilst the rest of us, please package our offering as the Grace Chorale is going to lead us any moment from now. Do we have titers in the house? You want to pay your tithe or your first fruits? Please make your way forward as we pray together. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, Lord in heaven, we thank you for your son in which you have laid in his heart to obey the blessings and the commandments of Titan. We pray, O oh Lord, that every blessing attached to be his obedience. Lord, we pray, O oh Lord, that heaven will release to him in the name of Jesus, that the resources that he will require in his business, in his work, in everything he does, Lord, we pray that you release to him in the name of Jesus. As he goes out, Lord, he will come back bringing in the sheaves a thousandfold in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. All right, please let's rise to our feet and just wave your...
offering to the Lord and say a sweet word of prayer. Thank him for the grace to give. Thank him for the grace to give. Just thank him for the grace to give. If you do not have anything, just thank him for the grace to give. The Lord will grant us grace and bless us accordingly in Jesus' name. Grace Corral. Hallelujah.